0: Hey Doma fam, welcome back to another Doma Studio podcast. Your home for health, wellness, and the mental, physical, and emotional bodies. We'll talk and discuss diets, how you can find the right one for you. We'll hear from experts about nutrition and we'll talk trial and error stories from myself and others. What nutrients we might need to create healthy thriving bodies and hopefully show us all how powerful eating the right foods can really truly be we will discuss and create healthy, happy minds using tips, tricks, and the tried and true methods for things like mental clarity, fortitude, stress management, and so much more. We'll also open the door to talk about things like emotions and the spiritual side of things. We will talk with mental health professionals, energy healers, and kind of everything in between to find the tools we really need to get us to and keep us thriving. I'm really on the journey to discover how to go from striving to thriving, and I'm super excited to take you along for the ride. This week, we are talking about stress and I don't know if there's a more poignant time to talk about stress than right now, so we're going to jump right on in. Um, We're kind of going to talk about how to combat stress, what stress looks like, and some useful tools that you can really use daily to help just minimize the effects of stress physically, mentally, emotionally, the whole gamut. So I'm going to start because I think this is the easiest way, is like is to start with what stress is really defined by. And according to WebMD, stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or demanding circumstances. Basically, it's the way by which our body experiences and manages the external pressures of life. And that could be physical or mental, really. So the truth is, is that a normal amount of stress can actually be really, really good for us. It can motivate us to work harder, focus, or even improve performance. So like a good amount of stress would be like physical activity with a group of people. There's that little sense of almost competition or that little sense of stress or the stress of physical activity in general, those kinds of things are the good kind of stress because it's short term. And that's kind of the biggest thing, you know, when I started looking into stress and how to manage it is the, it's not necessarily that the stress is so bad. It's this this constant long-term duration of stress that we tend to put ourselves under. Um, knowingly or unknowingly. So it's the too much stress actually has the opposite effect and leads to major chronic health problems. And so to understand why it's important to know exactly how the body responds on a psychological level. So we're going to dive just a little bit deeper. Normally when faced with a situation that's stressful, your nervous system causes your body to release stress hormones, particularly cortisol, adrenaline, and noradrenaline. So this is part. This part is what we all have heard. Most of us have heard. I'm guessing um, is that kind of fight or flight response, where you get into a stressful situation and you either want to fight your way through or you want to run away and hide. And sometimes we have the gamut of both, and we get to choose. Right? Um, it's in the system that gets you kind of ready to fight or flee your challenge and dangerous situation. So these hormones are necessary and super important for us. But again, it's that long-term pumping them into our bodies that tend to cause these, these chronic issues. So once the hormones subside is usually when the stress goes down. Um, and When we don't have the opportunity to let our stress go down, then we just have this kind of aggravation of the nervous system and it can cause some pretty devastating health effects kind of overall. So some of the things that this whole incessant stress thing can cause are things like high blood pressure. Um, because your blood pressure is continuously raised, it puts stress on the heart and circulatory system. Your breathing can be affected. Even your heartbeat can become affected, whether that's rapid, um, the like rap, the ramping up of your heartbeat causing like rapid heartbeat for long periods of time. And then, um, you all, we all mm, go into this kind of like holding of our breath, Or we go into hyperventilation, kind of one of the two, and you'll notice even other things. You get like physical responses too, where you'll feel the stress physically in your body, causing things like muscle cramps and headaches um, and chronic fatigue. So the other thing that really gets affected are things like your digestion, because everything is interconnected. Um, When the digestion is gets affected. It is as a result of raised cortisol levels. And one of the ways that this kind of shows up is you crave more food. You crave to eat more fatty foods specifically. And this, the reason for this is because your body is trying to prepare itself to run or to fight. So it's causing you naturally to want to have to intake more fatty foods, more carbohydrates, because it wants you to go on a run or it wants you to fight your tail off until you can get through this situation. But because we don't live in a place where we're literally fighting for our lives or we're running for our lives, we just have this kind of buildup of stress and then cortisol rises and then we eat fatty foods for extended periods of time and then we cause things like heartburn and acid reflux and weight gain and um you know which can cause things like raised blood sugar levels and all sorts of things so your endocrine system is regulated by your brain. And so that is also affected. And this can have an effect on your mood and even like the tissues of your health that help to monitor things like your blood sugar um, metabolisms and reproduction. So other things that get affected by our stress would be sleep. We have kind of like two swings of the spectrum. It can cause us into Um, almost like depression and oversleeping where we just like, can't keep our eyes open. Um, and we're sleeping constantly and we never feel like we're getting quite enough rest or it swings to the other side, which is where we never can fall asleep because we're constantly in that stress mode. We're constantly preparing to fight endangered. We feel, you know, unconsciously endangered for our lives. And so we can't sleep heart rates racing out of control. I'm sure I, I'm not the only one that has been like that is late awake at night, wondering how whatever X situation will ever sort of come to an end or come into control. Um, and, you know, the lack of sleep swings a whole gamut of issues too, right? Causing us to kind of circle back to this overeating or eating foods that don't serve us very well. Um so later we'll kind of talk about what easy things that we can add into our diets too to help combat stress naturally, to kind of curb the cravings and actually promote balanced hormone release and, and kind of helps subside some of those like nasty effects of um, overproduction of things like cortisol. So um, as we start to kind of go into how to combat stress naturally, I want to kind of just touch on one thing because it hugely affects our response to stress. And that is um, our vagus nerve. It's the longest and biggest nerve in our body, and it controls so so much from, um, this nervous system to preparing us to fight or flight to the releasing of, um, hormones that help to literally like calm the parasympathetic nervous system. Cause the vagus nerve is in charge of like major muscle, movements um but it's also in charge of things like our heart rate um peristalsis sweating um speech uh our inner and outer ears like it's in charge of a lot so being able to get the vagus nerve to release which is which, really cool that it, it can control the parasympathetic nervous system but also we can control its tone and its release And so some of the things that we'll talk about today too, will actually help us to release and create kind of a self-soothing mechanism. So many of us have lived in chronic stress and it has caused our vagal tone to kind of lose an atrophy. And so we lose the ability to really self-soothe, to really like self-calm. And so then we reach for things that calm us down, whether that's Um, food, whether that's substance, whether that's people, um, figuring out how to self-soothe can be an incredible tool because then we're not using food, substance, or humans as basically like a drug, right? To help soothe ourselves. Um, And so some ways that we can actually help that vagal tone and the vagus nerve are through our breath. So breathing is a huge part of, um, slowing the, and releasing the vagal nerve. So you'll notice at times when you start to consciously slow your breath, especially let's say like after you went for a run or you've had a really strenuous workout, your heart's pumping and you can actually slow your heart rate down, which is a response of the vagus nerve by controlling your breath. By lengthening your inhale and more importantly, lengthening your exhale, this helps. And the longer that you can exhale, even the even better. But this helps to actually release the tension on the vagus nerve, so that the heart rate can slow, and that will help with also like digestion, the elimination process, um, and honestly, so much more. As the more I learn about the vagus nerve, the more I I'm shocked to see at at every single thing, you know, it's the major nerve that runs down the whole body affects everything inside and out. So some easy ways that we can help to calm the body, combat stress, release our vagal nerve and start to really promote health like on a super deep level, which is just so fascinating to me, the ability that we have to truly affect our internal responses just by external forces is so cool to me. I just geek out on this stuff. So easy, quick breathing exercise that you can do. Um, It's called box breathing, um, and it's a really nice one to help combat stress. It's simple. It goes like this. You inhale for a count of four. You hold your breath for a count of four, and then you exhale for a count of four. You hold again for a count of four before you breathe in and then you breathe in for that count of four. So it's a it's a straight four, 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 four breath. Inhale four, exhale, hold four, excuse me, exhale four and then hold four again. So if you ever feel like a stressful moment coming on or before you walk into your house to be with your family, if the day still feels like it's weighing on you, try this. Try it for five minutes. Or as long as you can, you know, one thing I kind of want to insert when it comes to breathing exercises, once you feel like it's not serving you anymore, just stop. It doesn't matter if you went five minutes or two minutes. If it stops serving you, then you let it go. Especially because a lot of us don't practice breathing exercises regularly. We just kind of breathe normally and don't really think much about it. When we start to exercise breathing practices, especially when there's holds involved, the lungs aren't quite toned. We haven't necessarily worked them like that muscle. They're not necessarily as strong as your bicep is. And so expecting yourself to be able to do a full breathing exercise for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, I mean, it's It's kind of unrealistic. It would be like asking someone who's never worked out before to go, you know, bench press 200 pounds. I mean, it's just, nobody would do that. So take the pressure off, do this for two to five minutes and just really notice paying attention internally. What happens? You'll really start to see right away that kind of frazzled feeling start to dip away. Your heart rate might noticeably slow and oftentimes. There's just this kind of sense of calm that comes over the mind. super helpful. So another thing that you can do um, is to get cold, like literally chill out. And um, the one of the ways to kind of tone the vagus nerve and the vagus response from either being overactive or underactive is to get cold. So things like cold showers are super good because you figure out how to breathe properly in a stressful and like really chilled environment. I've been doing this recently in the last couple of weeks in kind of preparation for everything. Um, and this is actually something that I remember my mom doing when I was a kid, she would always take a cold shower at the end of, or every morning. And I never really knew why. I just thought she was nuts. Um, But now I realize that there's so much more to this. Um, So I did a little um, nerding out on um, cold showers and things like that. So if you've never studied or heard of Wim Hof, this is kind of one of his philosophies too, is that the cold is actually so much better for that kind of internal response Um, rather than necessarily like heating everything up. So when things get stressful, cooling things down tends to be the best option. So some of the things and ways that you can do is just adding a little cold blast at the end of your shower. So let's say you shower every morning at the end, you spend, you know, 10, 20, 30 seconds underneath there, just as cold as you can. Um, But the one thing that I've seen, um, when I've looked some of this stuff up is try not to do the crazy, like, Holy crap, it's cold jittering dance. See if you can lengthen your breath, maybe tap into that kind of four count breathing and start to slow it down. You will literally notice it's incredible how much calmer you can get your heart rate, how much longer you can stay actually in the cold. And it's nice and invigorating to wake you up, but the cold exposure has actually been studied and it has shown that to reduce stress markers, it's shown to relieve signs of depression, anxiety, and, um, and again, help with the, the vagal stimulation and help to, um, actually there was this one study done that was super interesting. I'm going to find it right here. Here it is. Okay. So there was the study done on rats, rats with digestion issues because of. Yeah. Okay. So rats had this digestive issue because they were put under stressful circumstances, which mess with their digestion. So they kind of due to anxiety, essentially they put them under cold exposure and right away. There was gastric nerve response that, Actually helped their digestive system um, recalibrate more efficiently than the rats that were not under cold therapy. So even just a small example of putting animals in a cooler environment and or a warmer environment with the same outside sort of stress anxiety situation, the animals that were under cool a cool or cold environment actually responded and recovered more efficiently than those who are under a heated environment. So something as simple as adding a cold shower can reduce stress. I mean, that seems like heck yeah, I'm hopping in a cold shower. Like it's so small. It's so little. It doesn't really affect our daily life, but it can produce better digestion, calmer mind, slower heart rate, you know, meaning better vagal tone, which means we can self soothe better. Our digestion is better. Everything is better. Um, okay, we'll keep going, right? Let's keep, let's keep on down the list and we're going to go into sleep. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, stress can make us not sleep. Um, so it's really important to create a pattern and a, um, kind of routine around making sure we get enough sleep because let's say we're not in a stressful situation right now. If we can prepare well now having proper amount of rest and proper sleep routine and habits, then we can combat getting in those overstressed situations. I know you like me have been there where we haven't gotten enough sleep and then we get up and our partner does basically nothing, but it seems like the biggest thing ever. And we spin out of control from like six 30 in the morning, you know, like before anything, we haven't even seen the world yet. And we're spinning out of stressful control because we haven't gotten enough sleep. And then our diet goes to crap and the whole day is ruined or essentially So if we can create proper rest in the less stressful times, then we can maintain proper rest when things start to get really big and kind of out of control. Now, if things are already big and out of control, there are ways to create to get you back to sleep. Um, And we'll talk about diet um, because that has been the biggest thing to help people sleep. And from my own personal experience with a lot of stress in my life and even having things like PTSD, um, sleep was the hardest thing and the most important thing when it came to combating a lot of my own personal stress journey. Um, And so proper rest can just help to lower all the production of things like cortisol and adrenaline if you've ever been super, super tired for a really extended period of time. Um, You might notice like, even when you wake up and you get throughout the day, you have this kind of like beating in your chest. It's just like your heart rate can never get under control. And then you drink coffee and it doesn't matter because you're still stressed out and it's still like crazy heart beating, blood pumping kind of thing. So sleep is super important. Couple, couple little things about sleep. Usually people range between the six to eight hour mark. We're all kind of on a different spectrum. Some maybe can do five, some might need nine, but we're kind of in that spectrum between six to eight. So as best as we can get to six to eight and that proper rest can help combat Um, weight gain, depression systems, symptoms, symptoms, excuse me. And then high blood pressure, just to name a few of the extra benefits of rest and sleeping. Um, so a couple of things around sleeping, our phones are huge for keeping our minds awake. So there's a couple of things. If you can give yourself an hour without your phone. I know that's not always easy. I'm guilty of it too. So there's other ways that you can combat it you can put your phone on um, nighttime mode and the nighttime screen, uh, depending on your phone. So if you have an Apple phone, you have access to this. If you don't, I have literally have no idea and I hope that you do. Um, So basically there's a setting in your phone, in your iPhone, and you can go to night mode. The night mode will put a filter over the phone so that it's not so blue light. Um, The blue light helps, stimulates the mind, keeps you awake does all sorts of crazy stuff. It's just not really great at night. So important that you give yourself a little night mode. So if you have to be on your phone before you go to bed, at least you're kind of minimizing some of the effects. If you don't have, um, a night mode on your phone or computer, then you can get yourself a pair of blue glasses at, anywhere at this point, or even your prescription glasses can, they will add a blue light filter on it and you are good to go. Obviously the best is to try and not stimulate your mind right before you go to bed. Um, so even things like reading a book can stimulate and wake up your brain. So try things like stretching, listening to some calm music, um, you know, go for a walk before bed, things that just kind of get released, physical energy, start to slow things down. Any other kind of routines, you might take a bath, you might draw color, just something that kind of like calms you down. Um, So some other things that help to combat stress are to limit alcohol and caffeine. Oftentimes we're stressed, we don't sleep, we're tired, so we pump ourselves full of caffeine, which just aggravates our anxiety. It triggers things like panic attacks because caffeine is a stimulant and that means we get those kind of jittery effects in the body and it just exacerbates these kinds of like stressful and frightening events. So it, um, is known to worsen anxiety and even trigger. So caffeine even triggers panic attacks and anxiety attacks. Another easy way to combat stress, write it down, write out what you're stressed about. Like, like if it's, cleaning the house before your in-laws arrive, like write it down because sometimes we overanalyze and overstress in our brains. And then we don't really know what we're stressed about. We're just like, I don't know. I'm just like freaking out. I'm losing my mind. And a simple task of just writing it down, we can look at it. And if we can look it rather than experience it, sometimes it can shift our perspective just long enough to realize that maybe the situation is not as big as we thought, a little more out of our control, and so you just kind of got to let it go, or you write it down and you figure out, ah, I can do this, and if I do this, then I can move forward or get on or do the thing or whatever it is. So now we are going to talk about stress-busting foods. So we're going to talk a few foods, just a couple of kind of do's and don'ts, things to eat and things to avoid that can help combat stress. So food can actually help to tame stress in several ways. Comfort foods, like a warm bowl of oatmeal. So I'll go back to comfort foods, healthy comfort foods. Sometimes we get this idea that comfort foods are like pizza and pasta and fried chicken and soda pop. And that's because we have we have addictive foods that we crave when we are stressed. And so not that comfort foods are bad, right? Having a piece of bread isn't necessarily bad, but we just want to make sure that when we're making the choice, we're making the healthiest choice that we can for the situation. Now, I'm not saying that pizza is ever bad either. Sometimes what you need is a piece of pizza. So you go get it. Just it's not what you eat every single day during a stress or every, yeah, every single day during the week, during a stressful week, you try to do some good. And then, yeah, you might have the days where you just need that thing. Um, but try try your healthiest option first and and then go from there you might be surprised that if you do the bowl of oatmeal instead of the pizza you might realize that you don't really want that and that that oatmeal is actually serving you so much better than the pizza that has red sauce that's probably going to cause acid reflux later and then you won't be able to sleep so it's just simple things like that it's it's awareness you guys it's it's about paying attention it's the same thing with our yoga practice look not everything is bad always but we just got to figure out what's right for us in every moment and the fact is is that we just live such stressful busy lives that we don't pay attention and if we don't pay attention then we got no clue what's going on and if we don't know what's going on we don't know how anything's affecting us so part of combating stress and and eating foods that help combat stress and won't push us onto the other edge is about paying attention just what actually serves you when you eat that thing does it make you feel better or worse when you eat those spicy peppers on a hot summer day? Do you feel more angry or less? Do you feel more easily aggravated or less? Does your body temperature rise or fall? Like, are, are we even looking at that or are we just like, nom, 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 nom. I just need it. I want it so bad that I don't even think about i mindlessly stuffing my face (laughs) because that's what it has. That's what it looks like for me too. I'm just like this. I just need this right now. And then you get to the other side of it and you're like, why did I do that? What is happening? I'm like way hotter, way more stressed, like freaking out. And even though we might not necessarily big fat air quotes want that green juice on a hot day, I mean, most of the time we do, right. Um, or we're stressed out and we want that piece of pizza instead of, you know, a whole grain oatmeal, for example, um, choosing the whole grain option serves us better than the other. And we notice right away. So, um, oatmeal in particular. So let's go back to oatmeal. It helps to boost levels of serotonin, which calm the, it's a calming brain chemical. Other foods that, um, can cut cortisol levels, adrenaline, regulate stress hormones, and really just help to create balance over time. The food, there are foods that do the other, that that do the opposite too. They can increase cortisol and increase adrenaline and send your stress hormones all out of whack. So it's really important to create a healthy stress-reducing diet. Um, So some things that help to reduce stress are going to be complex carbohydrates. Not all carbs are created equal, basically. So you want to kind of put in your diet, especially during stressful times, choose some other healthy carbs to introduce into your diet rather than... um, you know some of those kind of fast go to fast go to options and and we'll talk a little bit about what some of those like complex carbs actually are or um or those sorry not complex simple carbs but we're talking about complex carbs right now um so Some of those kind of complex carbohydrates that can do us really, really well during stressful situations are things like whole grain breads. So, um, whole grain pastas, whole grain cereals, old fashioned, like oatmeal is a super, super good one. Um, that helps to stabilize the blood sugar levels. So often dietitians and nutritionists will recommend that we steer clear of things like simple carbs. It's like sweets, sodas um corn syrups juice concentrates um, stuff like that so you want to avoid the kind of like high sugar options that can be things like white bread too because it's pumped full of sugar um, other easy things that you can add to your diet to help combat stress vitamin C. So oranges, but also like pomegranates have a ton of vitamin C in them. Um, elderberries have a ton of vitamin C in them. They actually have tend to have more than even just your regular orange, um, lemons, put some lemon water, drink some lemon water, warm lemon water, change your life, warm lemon water. Um, so get extra vitamin C. And especially now, I mean, we're in, such a time where our health is so incredibly important adding something like vitamin c to your diet putting lemons in your water oranges in your water elderberries in your tea pomegranate juice like adding these things to your regular routine can be life-changing truly so let's keep going um another thing another easy food that you can add to your diet and it's mostly the mineral but here's the here's the the food that it is um Magnesium, You guys, magnesium is huge for combating stress. I have in the recent, um, you know, last couple of months been learning a lot about magnesium and its effect on the body. And I uh, cannot tell you how incredible it is to add a magnesium, um, supplement to my diet. And like, I'm like not as tired (laughs) and I think I'm handling stress a little bit better. And my muscle release, like my muscles aren't as tight. So even beyond the stress, if you have chronic um, tension, headaches, fatigue, and then let's add the stress component, like magnesium can be a huge, huge um, kicker to help combat some of that. Not all magnesium is created equally, but if you haven't had any magnesium yet, I suggest adding it in and something simple that you can do is spinach. Leafy greens have a huge amount of magnesium. Now, just a side note for magnesium and uh, mineral nutrients in our foods, our soil is not as good as it once was. So while it would be great if all we had to do was eat all of these vegetables and we would get the minerals and nutrients that we need in order to survive, unfortunately, a lot of our farmland has been overproduced, and so the minerals in our food have lowered and lowered and lowered and lowered and lowered, and, lowered, and we so we start missing minerals. So... Add them to your diets get a, a magnesium supplement you know get a, a a b supplement like add these things get a vitamin d supplement you guys we got to get some of these natural nutrients if you cannot get outside and i suggest no, natural vitamin d you don't have to stay out very long 15 20 minutes 10 minutes on each side is enough. If you can do that every single day, it's enough vitamin D every single day in the summertime. Sorry, I'm getting excited. So if you can go outside for 20 minutes, 10 minutes on each side, every single day in the summertime, then you can store enough vitamin D to get you through the winter, balance out your immune system, keep you naturally awake, keep your stress levels down and you digesting. Well, that's all it takes. 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes on each side, I I don't know many people that will burn from 10 minutes each side, maybe some. And so maybe you're five minutes on each side for, for some that have extra sensitive skin or that have an issue that they can't really truly cannot go out in the sun. Then if you can't, you gotta be taking that vitamin D. And I would suggest if you're taking a vitamin D supplement that it's soluble in oil. So I take one that's soluble in coconut oil. It's incredible. It's important that it's soluble in oil, mostly because the body needs the oil in order to get through the cell membranes and for us to properly absorb. In Ayurveda, we make a lot of our, um, medicines in ghee. Ghee is a clarified butter if you're not familiar. Um, and this is so that they're more easily absorbable. So sorry for the tangent, but we'll, we'll jump back onto track, talk about some other, um, foods that help us continue to combat stress. But just, just my two cents when it comes to, um, minerals and nutrients and making sure, making sure we get the good stuff so that we can, we can stay normal. Cause sometimes it's, it's less about the stress and more about a mineral deficiency. And, and then we can really like get ourselves back on track. A couple other things to add to the magnesium note, um, are things like soybeans and, uh, salmon are really also high in magnesium. So if you can add that to your diet or you feel like you're stressing out one day, cook yourself up a nice, you know, a nice salmon fillet and you know, sometimes that can just help you feel really really good. So going into salmon fatty fish is also a really um a really important one and and less about the magnesium, more on this side of the omega 3s are what's really important. They actually even help to fight against heart disease, depression, premenstrual symptoms. Um, so making sure we have a really healthy supply of omega-3s can help us feel really, really good. So um, WebMD, and this, I just I would wanted to go with like an easy source that we can all find, um, says that uh, you want to aim for at least three to three and a half ounces of fatty fish, maybe like twice a week. I thought it was interesting. Um, so that's another way add, add it in, take it or leave it. But this, this is another way. Tea, tea is another way, black tea specifically. So if you can add some black tea to your routine, maybe instead of a cup of coffee one morning, or instead of your midday coffee, you do a black tea it can, as has been shown to help, um, lower stress hormones. Another really great way to combat stress is by adding pistachios and other nuts and seeds and things like that into your diet. A Handful of something like pistachios, walnuts, maybe even almonds, they can really help to lower your cholesterol and they actually can help to ease inflammation in your heart's arteries. It um, protects against things like diabetes and it protects against overall stress. Not that you need a whole bunch because nuts are really calorie dense. Um, but that being said, healthy fats are important and they are necessary. So, you know, it's, it's not that you want to avoid all fats. Not all fat is bad. Fat is important. We need it for our brain function to function normally. Um, so don't be scared of fats, but obviously you're not trying to overdo it, right? You're not going those overly fatty fried foods or things like that, but healthy fats like nuts and nut butters are super important for regulating our hormones, regulating, um, our stress response, um, you know, sometimes we kind of air and swing that pendulum to like all fat is bad, and then we go like cutting all the fat off of our meat and not eating nuts and not eating nut butters and natural oils or not putting oils in our foods at all, and that's kind of the opposite side. So let's not swing to the full um, everything done in oil dredged and fried and deeped and steeped in oil, but we don't want to go to the full dry spectrum because our bodies won't be able to absorb our nutrients, our brain functions and neurons won't won't fire as efficiently. Um, Other things that can help to combat stress and even help to reduce blood pressure is getting enough potassium. And so another really great way of getting potassium besides bananas um, is avocados, they actually have more, a half of an avocado has more potassium than a medium-sized banana. So, you know, make yourself up some guacamole and when, when you're feeling a little stressed out and enjoy. Uh, so another one, I think I mentioned it earlier with pistachios, you can add almonds to that. Um, and they have some nice vitamin B in them, which is really helpful, helps to combat things like stress and, and depression. Uh, and it's a good snack to just kind of add to your daily life, you know, like have an apple and a small handful of almonds and quarter of a cup is what they say. So that's about, about a small handful of almonds with, with an apple is such a great snack and a stress buster. Um, and then the other things are like calcium rich foods also help to combat anxiety, mood swings, P and, and even PMS. So think things like curly kale, tofu, Napa cabbage, that kind of stuff. Um, but again, it just notes that it's often our deficiency in minerals that can swing us over to this kind of pendulum swing of overstress and, um, into chronic illness. And some, I mean, it's just so simple to add kale or tofu, or almonds, or avocados. It's so simple, but you can literally help to combat the effects of stress. And I don't think we're gonna get away from stress anytime soon, but if we can combat it with simply adding things into our regular meal routines, we can help to dampen some of the, um, just the long-term effects of stress. So lastly, we're gonna talk about some herbal supplements. Um, one herbal supplement. There's a lot of studies on Saint John, John's Wort um, that helps to moderate and lower things like depression and stress responses. Uh, I'll, I'll just side note there there with Saint John's Wort, it do, can affect some medications. And so, when it comes to adding supplements to your diet, please talk to your doctors. It, it's a simple email at this point or phone call. Um, or a quick Google search of whatever uh, maybe medication you might be on. But I know that St. John's wort has been known to kind of affect some medications. So if you're on medications and you're looking to add supplements, please just check with your healthcare provider before you jump on in. Um, Yeah, that's my little, you know, a little cover. Uh, Another really amazing supplement that I am a big fan of and I subscribe to wholeheartedly and have for many, many years, well over a decade, is ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is one of my favorite adaptogens. And if you're not familiar with what an adaptogen is, it's essentially a substance. Um, It's the name of a substance that we use in herbal medicine, and it's a, a stabilizer. So it helps to stabilize the psychological processes and the promotion of homeostasis, that kind of natural balance in the body. Ashwagandha is an amazing one. Um, there are lots of lots and lots and lots of effects of ashwagandha. Ashwagandha actually means like the vitality of a horse. So in Ayurveda, we use it for a lot of different things. Um, but my favorite reasoning for using it, it has been a very important companion in my journey of kind of, combating the effects of PTSD is um it helps with stress hormones and stress responses particularly the stress that tends to build up in the belly um and that is the kind of outside stress that goes on for long ter- long periods of time causes high levels of cortisol high levels of adrenaline this is when we tend to dump into that crazy eating patterns and we kind of spiral for long periods out of control ashwagandha is a very 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 Im- helpful um, adaptogen and herb that I find immediately helps lower my heart rate. Uh, my personal experience, and I won't I won't keep us too much longer. But my personal experience with ashwagandha has been um, ha- was incredibly life changing. Um, I had a very stressful situation which caused me to ha- be diagnosed with PTSD. I was not able to function. Like I would have rapid heartbeat um, from the moment I would wake up. I couldn't breathe. It was I couldn't sleep. It was it was a really stressful time in my life, and um, I really didn't want to right away go into um, chemical substance. Um, There's been chemical substance abuse in my family, and I just didn't really want to do that as my first option. I thought I want to try at least try to do it without a chemical substance. And if I can't, then fine, no problem. I have no problem with, if you need it, take it. Um, but for me, I really wanted to at least give it a shot without, and then see if I could. And so ashwagandha was a huge help. I, um, I wholeheartedly subscribe to this. I actually went in Ayurveda college, wrote my thesis, my herbal thesis on it, um, which was published by my college. Um, so I, if you are looking for something to add to your daily routine, as in a support supplement, I really, really suggest ashwagandha. Obviously, like I said earlier about supplements, ask your doctors, do your own research. You got to know what's best for your body. But for, for me and for my situation it was absolutely life-changing um so you guys this is it thank you so much for listening in i hope some of these things were helpful for you maybe something new maybe some things that you had already heard about and knew about um But let's get healthy, you guys. Let's stay healthy mentally, physically, emotionally. And if we can do it by simple tasks like breathing exercises and introducing healthy foods into our diets, then I say why not? Because it can't really do harm to make sure we're breathing well and our lungs are strong, to make sure we're eating well and our bodies are healthy. Those are easy, easy, simple things that we can do to help to promote overall vitality, and just goodness in our lives. So thank you so much for joining in again. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day, whatever you're doing. And I can't wait to hop on here again with another awesome little goodie for us. So um, again, if you guys have things that you want uh, me to talk about or me to find somebody to talk about, let me know and I'll get on some, some good, good people to help us learn how to get stronger, healthier, happier, more vital. And uh, I'll see you and talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Big hugs.